Lord, the earnest shit is corny, not for this team is for me. When I'm sorting through the jumble inside my head like every morning. Most life is dull and boring, yeah, yeah, not right for telling stories. What's left is often glory, yeah, yeah, choke that in all its glory. Got too much shit to figure out it, not enough will to do it. Yes, of confidence late and good, yes, don't cocky up that I'm fluent, yeah. Put God's name still hammering on my door. Let's do dental so you door, better plan on something more. Hey guys, welcome back to King's Kitchen. Today I'm joined here by my friend Zach. Say hello, Zach. Hello, Zach. Oh, we got a funny guy. That joke wasn't used in episode one. Um, tell me, Zach, uh, how do you feel about toasted versus non-toasted Pop-Tarts? Uh, oh, oh, I got to go on for this, actually. Uh, at work, there was this guy who was toasting Pop-Tarts. Yeah. Uh, and he didn't check the dial uh, mm. on the Pop-Tart machine. So it, it, it actually, uh, it, it burned it really bad. Yeah. So they're they're very dangerous. I don't think I should toast my pop tarts because it's it could lead to tragedy. Did uh, <laughs> did anything catch fire? No, no. He got lucky. He caught it in time, but uh, right. You know, he was waiting for a long time. It was like five minutes, I think, with that pop tart. Yeah, I wouldn't know, but <laughs> I would assume. Yeah. I would assume yeah. that it was five minutes. Um, so. I, that was the really bad thing to open with. Um, there is no segue. There is no segue from Toasted Pop-Tarts. I don't know why you chose that one. That's, that's your job, isn't it? I thought about it. I said, I'm not going to open with that. And then I just went and did it, you know? Yeah. But um, yeah. let me just throw a random curveball out there. You are also a fan of Fooly Cooley. Yes, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a good series. I don't think I'm as big a fan as you. What makes you say that? I, I, I don't know. I don't know, man. <laughs> Put the guitar down. Put the guitar down. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Don't swing that bat. But yeah, um, it's just a, a beautifully crafted story that has a lot of nuance to it. I think. I don't think the main points are like super obvious on the first listen watch through no essentially no I, I agree you definitely have to watch it again I, uh knowing what you know from the from the first initial run because the first part of it i think is like you're experiencing it yeah so you don't know what the hell you're watching and then you, and then you have to go back and watch it again and be like oh yeah yeah there's, there's some things here there's some symbols <laughs> but um the horns are, 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 are erections. That's oh oh shoot oh no, <laughs> nah that that one I think was pretty obvious the first go around. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure he does the weird thing, uh, and then it's got Conti, so you know that's the reason I watch. Scott Conti, whose name I could not remember, um, in episode one I think when I was talking oh, about no. it last. And oh, maybe I'm maybe I'm the bigger fan here. Oh shoot, <laughs> you know I almost bought a figure. Of that of Conti, there's a Conti, dude. There's there's just really there's two of them. There's these two really sick ones. Sundog put me onto them. Uh, no, sorry, not Sundog. Old Spirit. That is the second. That is the second episode in a row that a guy <laughs> called them each other's names. What is going on here? They're just both really <laughs> cool, chill people. They got a similar energy to them, and that's a compliment, you, you boys listening. But um, yeah, they have like the regular one, 
yeah. that has um I don't maybe it has the guitar, but the red one, which is like the whole palette is red. Um it has like I think the two guitars, like the one, you know, <laughs> the one from the one it's yeah, formed of and the one it took from um Haruko. From Haruko. I have so many issues with Haruko's character. Haruka? You don't like Haruka? Yeah, because I don't know if I said this on the the podcast before, but when I first watched that, I was going through a situation that felt similar, like at least in like theme, to Neo. That'll do it. Neo, yeah, to Neo to situation, and uh, since since <laughs> since Haruko is like for all intents and purposes like the villain, I would say in the end, or at least the antagonist. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. That's um, what I was gonna say. You you should not like Haruko because she's really rude. Yeah, yeah. Um. And I saw too much of that person in Haruko and vice versa. Um, and I love how at first, when I was still talking to this person, I was like, yeah, like, you guys got, like, similar energy, but, like, you're not a jerk, and she is. But looking back, I feel like I don't know which one's worse. Uh, is that when she turned to the screen and saw herself in a bunny costume and went, no? Um, That may or may not have happened. <laughs> but, no. uh... No, it almost worked. Let's go. Let's go with no. But um, <laughs> do you do you know what that's a reference to? Because that's supposed to be like a reference to some other anime. The bunny costume. I think it's Haruhi Suzumi. I may have got that wrong. It's the the disappearance anime. I don't remember her name, but uh, it's it's something like that. So I think there's a character who's always in a bunny costume in that. I have never watched that one. Haruhi Suzumi. Susan Mia. All I'm hearing from you is Harhe Susan, and I want that to exist. Harhe Susan? Yeah, that's the American version. It's, yeah. It's a Netflix adaptation. Harhe Suzanne. She's just known for her really strange laugh. Har har he he. Harhe Susan. <laughs> they got it all wrong. <laughs> they tend to do that, though, apparently. They got it all wrong. Oh, um, man. I still haven't seen Cowboy Bebop live action. They don't want to. <laughs> oh, I've heard terrible things. Yeah. I, ju- I just saw the one clip with uh, Ed, and I was like, oh, this is bad. <laughs> yeah. I saw the um, the trailer, I think, and yeah. it, uh, like, let's put it this way. I haven't watched Cowboy Bebop, but I've seen clips from it, and it did not have that magic at all, even from, like, the intro, like, the trailer. Yeah, also, first of all, blasphemy that you've never watched Cowboy Bebop. Uh, it's on my list. No, no, that's good. As long as it's on your list, because that's a great series. Um, but yeah, I saw the trailer, and I was just like, this is this is Scott Pilgrim. This isn't. I mean, that's cool. I like the movie Scott Pilgrim. But it's not it, what you asked It for. has the cool. Yeah, it's not what I wanted. You know, it's, I'm like, I don't want this CW nonsense. Um, yeah, and I, I didn't have a big problem with um, what's her name, who plays. I don't know any of their names. Well, I'm the blasphemer now. Uh, I know Spike. Yeah, Blaspheme. Yeah. Um, but the actress playing Faye, uh, she like apparently everyone had a big hubbub about her. But I was like, that's fine, whatever. Like the costume doesn't have to be accurate. I don't care about that. But they just mad that it wasn't showing more skin. Yeah, basically. Like, oh, but it's not about that. It's not about that. It was not about that. It's about being accurate. Jesus, we just want to see her boobs. That's it. That's all we want. And not for her not to yell at us. About it. Um, why did I specify that? <laughs> 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 is um, 
the the tall dude, the tall yeah. tall dark and handsome guy. Is he the one yeah, from that one scene where um they're talking about peppers and beef? And yeah, like, I think so. Yeah. He's, he's like trying to tell him about the restaurants like going out of business. No, they don't have enough money to like put beef in it. And um, the guy's just talking about everything except that conversation, Spike. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody put that into um, some lo-fi beat because, you know, I'd be getting around the lo-fi beats once in a while occasionally. Well, you? Um, you? Yeah. I mean, I don't, I'm not making sure. them. listening to them. <laughs> not yet. Sure. Maybe. Perhaps. That. Maybe that's the next phase. Maybe that's the next phase of King's Kitchen. But um, anyway, yeah. some lo-fi beats. But like it's the, the song was called like peppers and beef and he's it's just that conversation I'm just like what is happening right now? It was pretty great, pretty swaggy. Oh my god, uh, yeah, I uh, I only listen to lo-fi beats when I read something or when I'm like writing something. Mm-hmm. Those are the only two times I'll listen to it. Uh, mainly because it's just in the background and not not too much like in my face like lyrics and things. Because uh, sometimes I get distracted by music when I'm listening to it, and I won't write then or or draw or okay. anything like that. So it's got to be it's got to be a specific level right, of right. activity. Yeah, no, I agree. I think um, I feel like with school, as long as it's um, actually, I feel like lo-fi I can listen to while doing anything. Unless once in a while I'll feel like mentally distracted by it. So usually what I'll do is I'll pick one song and play it on repeat or something like that because then my brain oh, doesn't wander as much. But yes. um Lo Fi is usually pretty easy to pair with anything. But like other music, uh I get easily distracted by it. Like I'm not gonna sit there and listen to um Last Resort by Papa Roach while I'm trying to get my reading done, you know? Suffocation, no breathing. Cut my life into pieces. This is my last report. No? Trying to write <laughs> something. Weird Al Yankovic? Yeah, yeah. Weird Al 2.0. Um, yeah, but um, you know who else probably listens to lo-fi lo-fi. music to calm down? Uh, Dr. Dre. I mean, synonymous. I was going to say Bruce Banner. Oh, my God. (laughs) Funny that you bring that up because I've I've just been – I've been finally – I went back and I started reading Immortal Hulk again. Ooh, okay. And I have no idea why I don't (laughs) – why I didn't like it the first time because I, like, read, like, the first two volumes, I think. I wasn't into it. Yeah. I don't know – I don't know why, though. I'm trying to understand that, especially the fact that you're saying you don't understand why you didn't is like has me even more perplexed. I'm like, what is it? Yeah. not like. It's it's crazy because like it's it's everything I do like about comics too. So it's it's I don't know what was wrong with me. Right. Maybe I was in a mood. I get in moods sometimes in when I'm funk. like. Yeah, because like there's times where I'm like, oh yeah, I can watch anime, and I'm in an anime mood, and then there's times where I'm like, I don't want to watch any anime. I don't... <laughs> I'm just going to read a book. Um, I want to watch the Mangler terms. Hulk mangle a criminal. <laughs> yeah. Life. yeah. I think it was just a jarring change because I had read the Marvel Now one. I think by, I don't know if I'm going to get that right. Peter David. I think Peter David read that one. <laughs> Is that God, when he gets killed? Uh, no, that was before. That was way before. That was, like okay. a, that was probably the arc before it, I think. All right. Um, and, and, yeah. Um, but. I do know that 
it was just such a different uh, feel to it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. and the way that it just kind of went on was different from what this was started. Like, this was a totally different comic, uh, just from the get the jump. And but I like it now, so I don't I don't know what was wrong with me then. Right, it's like so freaking cool. I think I was probably around issue fifteen. I just after like probably more than a year picked it back up and started poking around a little bit in it to see where I was. And um I just reread the part where like the dude with the gun hand I don't know, bro, I wanna know what he was on. Because he knows what Hulk is and he knows this one's immortal. And he's like, I can take him. I can take him. Just give me a sec. I can take him. I'm like, bro, what are you what are you smoking? Like what are you what are you on? <laughs> like and then Samson yeah. comes in. Hell yeah, that's a good moment. That's a good moment. Also, I love how they, they bring him in and make it look like it's going to be a fight. And then, like, immediately <laughs> in the next issue, he's just like, hey, old friend. And yeah, just like, he's, just, he's his therapist. He's not here to fight the hole. But, like, why did, he, why did he blow a hole in his head to say, how's it going, pal? To calm him down, obviously. He shot the Adubla on Legata. Is that what he did? No, I don't know. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I was going to say, you sound like Kanye West up in here. He has a bar oh, about no, that in some song. <laughs> what, the, what is that song he says that in? I don't know. I don't it's, know what that it's one. American Boy. That could be it. Which is the only gotcha. song that, like... You know, there's songs from him I know. Not many. But, like... <laughs> yeah, you know, that's the one that uh, Chug Jug, the Fortnite joke song oh god yeah that's what that that's what that's based off of the oh no it's pretty oh. you, you can't you can't lie it sounds good i don't know about that but uh, uh i just want to make an addendum because i said peter david peter david was not the writer of that previous run it's mark wade <laughs> my bad are you sure but uh I, I pissed everyone off with that one no um uh-oh but no, it's just for me. It's for me. I, I just wanted to attend them that. Uh, but yeah, going back to Hulk, man. I mean, Immortal Hulk is. I think like just that Samson reveal alone is what I like about the comic. Like it, it uses Old Hulk's stuff. continuity yeah. in a way that when you bring it back, it feels nostalgic. Even though I like, I never read that era of Hulk with Samson. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know that. I don't know many stories with Samson in it. I know Samson because I've I've read stories but i haven't read those stories that are iconic but it feels nostalgic it feels like someone you know this guy clearly loves these characters yeah like, it comes across and it's really good just random freaking stuff like there's like what yeah. a single part where his dad is revealed to be the devil and then they turned it into a whole arc in immortal hole yeah like that is so sick also that was the first when uh when absorbing man split in half that was the first time i was like I really looked at it as a horror comic. That was pretty... It's such a good panel. Yeah, and I I heard from Nick that it only gets worse from there. Speaking of Nick, guys, this is the guy. This is the guy that's going to fight to the death with Nick over Michael B. Bendis and whether or not he's good at making comics. Shake my head, shake my head. (laughs) It's going to be a bloodbath. Listen, it's oh god. Let me tell you, I'm gonna get actually. Have, I'm gonna try and grab some of the comics as examples that okay. I have. Yep, yep. For that, uh, just so I'm ready, because I want to at least be like, listen, this is what I don't like about it. And then I'm just gonna listen to him gush and be like, yeah, that's great. 
I'm glad you love Michael Bennett so much. And it's just gonna that's gonna be it. It's Listen, gonna be He's saying this because he wants to give Nick a false sense of security. He knows <laughs> Nick listens to these the second they drop, and he wants Nick to be ill prepared. And then Nick's gonna show up and just get beat around the neck and head with all of Bendis's allegedly terrible comics. Oh, not terrible. But we'll get to that when we get to that. I'll get to that then. We'll Not will. now. We will eventually. I'll save it. I'll save it for the uh, the promo night. Apparently, I need to wa- read Venom after Mortal Hulk. That's, that's the one I'm reading next. That's what I'm going to read after Mortal Hulk as well, because I, I have not read it yet, and I hear good things, and I like Donnie Cates, the writer. He's really good. Mm-hmm. Like I've read other stuff by him, and he's very creative. I'm excited to see what he does with Venom, because I don't like Venom. As a, as, as, a yeah, as a character, not the comic. Okay. Just in general, yeah. Like I don't, I've never really loved Venom. Maybe as like a kid, I liked Venom, but it's you know that was because of the animated series and all that. Venom. Yeah. <laughs> Venom. Venom. <laughs> but um. Yeah, this is like the first, usually Nick will just be like, "This is a good comic." They're like, this mm-hmm. is also a good comic. Oh, what do you like, Spider Man? This is a good run of that. <laughs> With Venom, he's just like, you need to read it. Yeah, like exactly. there's no like he did it. It's that good apparently, and um, I don't know if I've told you about my feelings on Sentry. No, tell me. Uh, I think he's a really cool concept. Nick absolutely hates him because he's used as a plot device, um, <laughs> and that's true. I'll admit yep. that. And mm-hmm. every time he comes back, they like reboot his backstory. I think it just started with, ooh, he took a serum that makes him a hundred times as strong as Captain America. It's like, all right, um, how does that explain flying? Because <laughs> uh, Captain America can't fly. Yeah, right? <laughs> what? Because um, we wanted Superman, but we didn't want to make him Superman. Exactly. They keep, I guess that's, Hi- that's Hyperion, but whatever. We'll get into that later. They keep changing it. Here's the thing. Yes, mm-hmm. Sentry is a ripoff of Superman, but also he's more no, interesting I mean- than Superman. Yeah, well, I'm not going to say that. Cause I'll I, tell I you why I'm, I think that. There's fans of Superman out there who will kill you. So. All right, well, um, I haven't seen any, so come at me. Yeah, that's, that's a good sign, but also, is it a good sign? Because if you can't see them, you won't see them coming. Or it could also mean they don't exist. <laughs> oh, ooh, ooh. Oh, yeah. Lois, Lois, are you okay? Um, yeah, anyway, so... Anyway. Sentry is interesting because he has this whole dynamic where the Void is like his evil half. And every time he does good, the Void is like doing an equal amount of evil on the opposite side of the planet or something, which is never fully explained, I don't think. But um, I went on a deep lore dive. I didn't actually read these comics. If that, uh, if that, if that consoles you poor <laughs> Superman fans out there that think I don't know what I'm talking about, you're probably right. But um, from what I, I, I do agree, though. That's interesting. That's, I, like, I like that concept a lot. Yeah, and like there's this whole thing of whether or not Richard, whatever his actual name is, actually exists, <laughs> or like if there is an actual Sentry, or if like his personality was just made up as a way to hide the Sentry, and also his wife, like, knows about it, but like doesn't, and he has a dog and a, a watchtower, but like he's never around long enough, so why even give him an established location, like? I don't know, man, but they brought him back and, um, in Venom. And, that's um, the in- <laughs> what'd you say? I said that's the entirety of comics right there. If they brought him back, uh, yeah. I don't know. 
But uh, are you familiar <laughs> with Quasar or whatever his name is from Annihilation Quasar? Conquest specifically? Quasar, yeah. Quasar. You know what they did to I, him I, in that? Yeah, they fucked him up. <laughs> you, they brought him in to demonstrate how strong the enemy is, right? Yeah. You want to know how strong the enemy is that's connected to Venom? Not really, but go ahead. They used Sentry to do Quasar's role. Oh, no! They got your boy! Yeah, I was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> and then, um, the I think the, the thing is called, like, The Void or something. Or yeah, whatever his name right. is. And he just says, yeah, I made the Sentry. I'm like, those oh, are some shit. bold freaking claims. Are we, are, we, are we doing this right now, Ryder? Are we, are mean, we saying this right now? Isn't that... That could be interesting too if explored. I think that could be really interesting. Yeah, but I also I feel like outside looking in, I haven't read it yet. All right, this is yeah, for sorry. all of you who hate my opinion on Naruto since I haven't seen Shippuden. You can you know this is to your credit. I'm talking about something I haven't read yet. Like, but put a, um, put a pin put a pin in that. I want to talk about that. Just what, what's an, that? Uh-oh. Uh oh. <laughs> anyway, that sounds um, interesting. So basically. I just feel like it was a a way to just make him seem strong, Void. I had yeah. thought to say about that. No, no, no. He said he made the Void. Mm. No, he well, made yeah. it. So the guy's not the Void. He's, um... I forget his name. But he made okay. the Void, apparently, which means... Gotcha. And then I guess it's confirmed that the Sentry is just a positive... Um, face of the void or something yeah. so he's really evil at the end of the day um <laughs> anyway um see why that upset you <laughs> yeah that was weird i was like okay well i guess ghost rider is my new favorite now <laughs> is it cost ghost rider or just ghost rider which ghost rider is your favorite um i think just regular ghost rider because in theory at least nick nick tells me i'm wrong so i guess wiki wikipedia is wrong I thought he's as strong as whoever he's fighting if the spirit of vengeance is, like, agreeing with him that he should be fighting them. That's interesting, yeah. I thought that's how it works, because in Immortal, in uh, Worldbreaker Hulk, he uh, he shows up, and he's like, I'm going to kick your butt. And, like, the spirit of vengeance is talking to Johnny <laughs> Blaze or whatever his name is, and he's like... Uh, this is a bad time for you to want to take the reins on the Ghost Rider. And he's like, nah, let me do it. I want to do it, please. So the spirit's like, all right, cool. Go ahead, try it. And then he starts getting kicked around. And then he's like, all right, fine, Spirit of Vengeance, you take over. Spirit of Vengeance is like, bet. And then punches Hulk into a crater in the ground and picks him up to pendant stare him, which probably... Mm, well, here's the thing. When that would he, work. You, that would work. It, it would, would totally it would, but when he went to do it, he saw that Hulk was not at fault for what was happening. Uh, he was like, oh, shoot, they're the bad ones. You didn't do nothing uh, wrong. And then he just leaves him and walks away. It, it could have been cool if it was like, oh, it's Bruce Banner as well. So, like, you're taking two souls for the price of one or whatever. Oh, I'm sure he could have if he, if he was in the wrong. Oh, no, but, no, but that's what I mean. Like, that's why he's not in the wrong because yeah. there's two. Well, and one of them is a, is a victim, essentially, in this Oh, situation. yeah, that's true. He's in that, the backseat. That'd be an interesting take, because it's established in Immortal Hulk that the Hulk itself yeah. is a person. Hell, yeah. That's which good. I thought good was stuff. really interesting. Like, when he's like, I love you, kid. Somebody had oh, to. Oh, God, that line, dude. Oh, I was sitting in my toilet at, like, 1 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, God, I'm going to cry. Hulk, Hulk <laughs> says I love you at 3 a.m.? 
He answers. <laughs> <laughs> I look in the reflection and I go, Oh, come on, buddy. Come and then on. I hallucinate. Uh, no. <laughs> I love the whole thing with him being in mirrors. Oh, it's great. They, they do it so well, too. And like, I like the idea of like everyone else also who has a Hulk also sees it in mirrors now. And it's like, ooh. Yeah. Also, um, wasn't the only reason it was glaring at him is because it had his dad in it still? I think so, yeah. Or maybe, wait, didn't Abomination have it at that point, though? No, no, not Abomination. Think- um, Squatch. Yeah. Or wait, um, no, was it the other way around? No, he took the Squatch. After he- yeah, after he beat Squatch, he had it. And then I think he looks at it, sees Hulk glaring at him. And then when Bruce looks away, it's his dad's face. Oh, and telling okay. you, the reader, like, hey, <laughs> hey, this is what's happening. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. There's something, this is going to make sense in, in the next issue. <laughs> it's so well executed. Mm-hmm. It's a good comic. Yeah, but... um. Speaking of good comics, I don't have a segue. I'm just pretending I do. Do it. You're too late now. You have to do it. I did. I jumped in. Uh, oh, uh, I, I before that, I was reading the Daredevil run. Okay. The most recent one by Chip Cesaro Zdarsky. All right. That one's pretty good if you're a fan of Daredevil, if you like the show, or if you don't know anything about Daredevil. That one's pretty good because it's kind of the same thing with Immortal Hulk. It's like taking this character, being like, here's his history. You know, you don't care about any of this. You don't know any of this, but it's cool. We're going to walk you like slightly through it. And we're just gonna you get to watch this man get punched a lot and punch other people a lot. He's not the Hulk, but uh perhaps, he's a guy in a costume. Perhaps I will be enticed once I see more of MCU Daredevil. Ooh, I would say watch the show first, definitely. Cause it the way that they write it in the new comic, it feels like the fourth season of the show and what it should have like been essentially. It oh, has that, okay. that vibe of the show. So because uh, I just read it like that. So you mean it didn't have Kingpin, Kingpin being bodied by a child and then hit by a car and then shot in the know. face? I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, that never happened. Uh, right. Hawkeye doesn't exist. There's no evidence that <laughs> it happened. Listen, you don't want to. Un- you don't want to. Hey, listen. That's my secret cap. There's that's no Hawkeye. Secret. There is. <laughs> that's my secret really- cap. There is no Hawkeye. <laughs> I'm going to get real mad and we're going to talk about that and I'll shout about it to the roof. Well, now I want to talk about Hawkeye because that's uh, not been covered on the channel yet. That's fair. Okay. Uh, you want to open up that bag of worms? Let's yeah, open up sure. That bag of worms. sure. I'll, I'll start since I've go for it. Yeah. I don't know. I'm going to, reasons, I'm not going to stop. But so I think you got to yeah. go. <laughs> you got to go first. King Cook to serve. But, um, <laughs> yeah, no, I liked, I think I liked it. I felt like, um, I don't know. Something about the choreography with the fighting with Kate Bishop felt very unconvincing in the first two episodes. Like later on, it felt fine. Like when she was fighting Yelena, it felt natural. But like in the first two episodes, it just looked like, I don't know. It just felt like not convincing. Maybe it had to do with the fact that she was in that costume that was way too big for her. She just looked like a little child in a Halloween costume beating up thugs with no issue. I was like, yeah, I know she trained in martial arts, but these are hardened criminals, question mark? Yeah. So, yeah. like, this feels off? Like, she's nah. what? She's supposed to be, like, 1920, right? Yeah, I think so. I think in, in that story, she's either 19 or 20 or something like that, yeah. Yeah, it just it just feels yeah. weird. But, like, with the Elena it's, later on, it it looked better. It's Maybe. It's very... It's off. I think it's because... I don't know what it is. I don't know what they did. Our production was, like, halted by COVID and all that. Um... 
but there's definitely something wrong with the fighting in the show. Mm-hmm. So I completely agree. Like, there's the scene later on where like Hawkeye comes in and he's like ready to go, and he's like, I'm gonna fight Maya. And you're like, okay, and like it just cuts around way too much. Okay, and I kept getting I kept getting lost in that fight. And I was like, I don't know where we are because one minute we're near a car, the next minute we're we're on Maya's side of the screen, and like she's doing something, but like they're in a different location. It looks like it's just weird. It just jumps around way too much in that fight scene, and in all fight scenes, I think in that show, I don't think like it works very well. I think, like you said, the one where they're running after Clint, and like they're it's like the one single take, mm-hmm. like them just beating the shit out of each other, Yelena and Kate. That's a great scene. But yeah, that's because it felt like. It wasn't able to jump around too much. It was right. like, oh, it's a single take, so you can you can focus on what's going on, and it looks like a comic book, and it's really cool. Yeah, uh, they should have had more of that. More of that, definitely not less of whatever everything else was. I think that's a good take. I think, <laughs> uh, yeah, I agree. The fight between I don't remember what it, what I was thinking exactly, but when you mentioned it, that last fight did feel a little weird with <laughs> Hawkeye and Maya. Like, and also, why did he call his wife? And then she's like, you don't have to ask for permission. Clearly implying he's going to kill someone. And then he just doesn't do I, it. Was it because I, he was wearing a car? Go ahead. I'm, no, I'm going Super Saiyan. You go on. All right. Um, I think <laughs> maybe, maybe it was putting on the costume again. But, like, that doesn't make any sense to bother making that call, I guess. I hate what they did with, like, everything about that was real bad. Um, I think if they, since they went Christmas, my take on it, they should have done full Die Hard, right? It should have been 100% Die Hard. It should have been like, Clint Bishop is in New York because his wife is mad at him. You just said Clint Bishop. Clint Bishop. Oh, whoops. I don't like, I don't like that shit, buddy. That's a little (laughs) sus. Oh, that's a little too far. Okay. Sorry. Um, so Clint Barton should have been in, uh, New York because of, a divorce with his wife due to the events of Endgame and like him being Ronan. Mm-hmm. She should have come back. They would have been like, all right, this is the stuff I did. I'm going to be honest with you. You're my wife. I love you. And she shouldn't have accepted him. And the entire point of this whole thing should have been him trying to get his kids back and like get back to his old life. But it having like kind of like a scarring thing going on, but they didn't do that. Instead, they're like, no, he's got a family and he's happy and everything's fine. And he's watching Hamilton, the musical, but it's Steve Rogers. Are you going to be home for Christmas, Dad? And then, yeah, that, and you got those sad gut punches where he's like, I'm deaf, I can't hear you, son. Yeah, that was, like, I love how they don't bother explaining why he's deaf. It just shows a montage of things that could have caused it. He's like, I don't know. Yeah, that's that, that's a good moment. I think there's, like, some good moments in that show. Yeah, that was, show. I liked that. That was funny. Uh, I, I also just don't think that, uh, I don't think Jeremy Renner's a good Clint Barton, I'll say it. What? I mean, yeah, I mean, because Clint Barton in the comics is so much more interesting of a character. He's kind of like a screw up and like it's kind of goofy the way that it works. Yeah, he's kind of more goofier, uh, and I like that a lot better. Uh, and I, they don't let the Jeremy Renner do that. Yeah, in he's the show in the comics. He's a little, he's a little dare, he's a little uh, Deadpool esque with his humor, isn't he? Uh, yeah, but it's like more the way I would describe it is if Deadpool and like Spider Man had a kid. Yeah, that makes sense. He's got, like, from what that, I've seen. He's got like that self loathing humor. Yeah, he's just depressed. I love I love how when I explain to people that I think Andrew Garfield has the best um, best Spider-Man personality, I um, 
I think I say that, and I'm like, yeah, because in the comics, like, he always, he taunts them more, like, especially in Ultimate Spider-Man, which I read a lot of, but I probably won't bother finishing. Um, he, like, there's a lot, whole lot of, like, like he, he, like, straight up just makes fun of Kingpin and how big he is all the time. Like, oh, that's a great moment. Um, <laughs> then he just beats him up. The, he just pulls out the cards, and he's like, <laughs> nope, that one didn't work, all right? Yeah, that was good. Tough crowd. <laughs> like, oh, my God. There are definitely like panels I've seen where Spider Man's actually annoying. Like yeah. there's ones where he goes like way too far. <laughs> but um, oh man, just... that's a good mo- that's that's a good thing. Oh, what were you gonna say? No, no, I was just gonna say like I think like I don't know. Sometimes he goes too far, but like I do love that about Spider Man when it's you know when it's mm-hmm. reeled in enough. And I think yeah. Andrew Garfield showed that on the oh. screen the best. Hundred percent. Like, I mean, I agree. Uh, I think he's one of the better actors to play both Spider-Man and Peter Parker. If you if they let him do like, you know, gave him a good script and a good movie, he could have done a lot more. And without like studios coming in and being like, no, we need to do this, this, and this, and set up this universe, whatever. Mm-hmm. You see, yeah. it's, it's interesting because um, he actually had a decent amount of creative input. Like that scene yeah. where he. Uh, helps the kid out who's getting bullied and they like broke his wind turbine or whatever it was. Yeah. He, that entire scene was his idea. It was imp- uh, improv, but yeah, he did it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. See, that's like, God. <laughs> but um, I don't know if I agree I'm on best Peter Parker, to be honest with you, because, I mean, not because of his acting per se, but because of the style of Peter Parker they went for. Peter Parker. That's what I'm saying, though. Like, yeah. If if they gave him an actual like, and not like, okay, well, we got to be different from the other Peter Parker, and we got to right. be different from. The he's got to be an edgy Parker. skater kid, but he's like still yeah. a loser. But it's only because That's, he's a skater kid. Like the reason he has a skateboard. God, I was so upset when I saw that skateboard in like the the set photos. I was like, no, <laughs> don't do this. Don't do this to me. I, I imagine him like just doing like a, like an ollie and like a kickflip and then being like, "Whoa, <laughs> Spidey tastic! Whoa, I'm amazing!" Like, no, <laughs> no. Uh, I actually want to go back to what you were saying about the panels, though. Or like uh, back in the comic, yeah. Um, about him being like sometimes like on the verge of annoying. Yeah. Uh, there's like one. I don't remember what comic it is, but there was like one recent one where he's like saving this guy in a building. And then, like, the building collapsed. So the guy's, like, freaking the hell out. And he's like, oh, God, I'm going to die. And then he's like, all right, just just chill. We're going to do this. You know, he starts making jokes the entire time. And the guy's like, why do you do that? And he's just like, well, I, uh, you know, I do it to keep you calm. And I do it to, like, you know, you're focusing on my jokes and my humor. And, like, you don't notice that we're going to be out of here soon. And, like, or, like the building's collapsing around yeah, you. Yeah. Uh, and then they get out. And he's like, see, it works. And you're like, oh, yeah. All right. Yeah. Hmm. That's a good take on Spider-Man. I like that. that I like uh, yeah, I do like when there's, like, deeper meanings behind things you yeah. just kind of take for granted as part of their character. Like, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Like, like what? What's the example? Give me a good example. Go for it. That was just one of my like us where I didn't actually know what I was going to say afterwards. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> I fed you into this trap. I'm sorry. No, you're good. Uh, yeah. No, I like, uh, I like it. I like it a lot. I like, I like, I like, that's why. That's why you can't have these same people like writing the movies, because then they, then they start doing like weird stuff and like, or they run out of ideas and, or sometimes the characters just don't feel the same. Mm-hmm. I feel, uh, I think they're trying to keep everything consistent and like to a to a point where it doesn't, 
you can't get different takes if you don't let different people write it, which is a not like this is a little preview for that that fight night. Uh, <laughs> and it's a, I have Bendis writing Ultimate Spider-Man for so long because mm-hmm. um, eventually by the end it felt like this is a different character. It doesn't feel uh, the same as the guy I read in the first volume. Okay. Um, and granted, it grew a bit, but then they like rebooted after a bit, so like it's weird. Um, yeah. And then and then going into like Miles, I don't think Bendis should have wrote Miles. I think Bendis should have introduced Miles and then gave someone else the book mm-hmm. for the Miles. Because uh, I think Miles a, also. Give me a second. I gotta go. Good. Enter the door. All right, uh, we're back. Sorry about that. Uh, continue where you left <laughs> off. Don't you dare forget. Oh, God. Uh, I was yelling about Bendis, wasn't I? Uh, yeah, about how he yeah, shouldn't have written really... Miles. He should have just introduced him. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, no, because, like, I think Miles is very... Uh, he just doesn't feel like it... It doesn't feel like a character or a kid. He's just kind of like, I'm awkward Spider-Man, and it's like, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm reluctant like, uh, Spider-Man. Yeah, exactly. I'm a reluctant Spider-Man. It's like, oh man, like there's so much you can do with that character. And I think like the newer runs, I don't know about the latest run, but like the last recent run I read had some good stuff in there. There's like some anger there Mm. and like shit. And it's really good because it's written by like a person of color and and stuff like that. So it's, it's really well done. Good. Uh, And I think that's what he should have done when he made miles, but that's okay. Yeah. Whatever. Ran over. Ran over. The the issue is that, while I like the Spider-Man stuff in the Ultimates universe, the Ultimates universe is just not a very compelling or inviting universe, no. in my opinion. No. Like, here's the thing. I appreciate the world. Like, mm-hmm. I just don't want to spend time in it. Like, it's a world where people are super bitter against anyone with powers, and they all started with Captain America. It's a more realistic take, you could say, maybe, on how I, I know, yeah, 100%. Feel. I um, agree. I it's like, what if they were in the real world is the idea, basically, of Ultimates. Yeah. And, like, you don't have, like, corny names because if you if you, if you call it, like, the Avengers is corny, the Ultimates is just like, oh, because they're, like, the ultimate humans, essentially. And how, which like... Is, which, go ahead. It's super ironic because, like, the Ultimates is such a 2000s name and it, like, it doesn't sound as good now. <laughs> right, yeah. And the Avengers is, like, a household name now, so... Yeah. I mean, it's interesting, though, because, like... The it's like because it's like everyone wants to be the next Captain America. They want to make the next serum. It's gonna make super soldiers, and it's been made illegal. Yeah. Um, and like anybody who has powers is essentially looked at as either a mutant or they have a um a some kind of serum or some kind of yeah. enhancement, and they hate mm-hmm. mutants. Mutants like have to like don't they like live on their own island or something or they're like hidden somewhere essentially in the ultimate universe yeah i think so i don't remember as much i think they they had like xavier school and stuff but then they just start killing characters off and you're like okay oh gosh i'm glad i didn't read the (laughs) ultimate x no yeah oh (laughs) oh ultimate x-men is uh it's a mixed bag there's some good like the beginning stuff's really good because it's mark miller Mm -hmm. and then he stops coming back and then it becomes kind of like all right, what can we do with the action that we haven't done before? All right. <laughs> and you get the, weirdo, the weirdos in the kitchen. and then you know, <laughs> The weirdos eaten. in the kitchen. Deadpool's a brain man. Oh, yeah, that was, you saw that like in a weird, Spider-Man. Like a weird, clear face. Yeah, it's really weird. Yeah, isn't that Krakoa, where the games take place? I think so. 
Oh, it's like their version of Krakoa. I believe so. Which is very ironic. <laughs> because it turns out in 616 that he's it's literally a giant mutant. <laughs> oh, like, that's right. Yeah, that's a new thing, right? And the part that tried to kill them was only one tiny part of it. It wasn't the island, question mark, I think. <laughs> sure, like, why not? Yeah. And then, like... Is that... <laughs> Go is ahead. that the Hickman run? I don't know. You, you have to ask Nick. <laughs> <laughs> because I, I I haven't read any of the Hickman stuff yet. Um, mm. I'm excited to though because I hear good things. Uh, he talks about Hickman, Hickman a lot. Wow. Yeah, Hickman's great. I mean, I'll agree on that. Hickman's one of my favorites because um, he's like kind of like he's like the Kevin Feige of like, the oh, comics. Okay. That's all I have he, like, to hear. He like saved everything. Yeah. He says, hmm, somebody messed these things up. Let me fix all of them at once. It's that kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's basically Let's get this straight. Let's do some weird shit. Like his Fantastic Four run is, no pun intended, fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'd have to see that to believe that because I've never found oh. Fantastic Four interesting. Did you read, did you, do you have uh, Marvel Unlimited? I almost forgot the name of the app. I almost said Disney Unlimited and I wanted to kill myself. <laughs> no, but I've got Read Comic Online, which is the same thing, but free. Same thing, right, but free. Oh yeah, whatever, man. <laughs> These kids in there. Wait, wasn't anarchy. that you the other day who said, um, <laughs> I like to actually support? Oh no, that wasn't. Uh, no, that was, that was, that um, was another coworker that of was, ours. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which which I agree on on some fronts. I felt but, so uh, awkward. Know. I was like, wow, I look like a bum right now. <laughs> I looked at you and I went, damn, man. <laughs> <laughs> Just bleed you out in like five seconds. Like three words. Like, I swear I own comics. Look, they're on my shelf. I own them. <laughs> they're, they're real. They're, they're all real. real. You put your hand through them. Holograms. Wow. <laughs> damn you. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like, I don't know if it's on there, but. The Fantastic Four run. If it's on, if it's if you can find the Fantastic Four run on your site, which you probably can, uh, of Hickman, that's it's all over the place. Like, there's a bunch of shit. There's like a bunch of different comics. Is Marvel because mm-hmm. they in modern comics like to make us buy six different volumes, which is insane to get one story. Yeah, what happened to the omnibuses? <sighs> they threw them off the buses. <laughs> oh. Um, no, they just uh, they were just they were just. You know, they stopped doing that probably because it, it didn't make them as much money until right. Why know, pay? until until the whole story's out, then they put it all together and make you pay a hundred dollars. Yeah, why why pay a hundred when you could pay like two hundred for getting individual <laughs> volumes? Yeah, <laughs> then you got to piece the story together yourself. Yeah, but uh, you uh, know what? A lot of... You know what omnibus I want like real bad. There's two of them. One <clears throat> is um, Annihilation Conquest. I want that because it has so much stuff in it. Dude, I thought Annihilation was the story of Annihilation Conquest because Nick's just telling me about Annihilation. He's just like, you have Ultron with a sword and a throne and the Guardians of the Galaxy are made. And then I read Annihilation and it's like, yeah, Star-Lord's there, but he's some washed up dude that's like a veteran. And then Gamora's some weird eyeless, like white-eyed person that used to be a infinity stone wielder or something but she's just kind of evil now but not really and she's like a chaotic neutral i guess and then you have yeah. drax who's the only one that looks anything like what someone who's only watched the movies might think of actually no not even no he, he doesn't know looks like him but his personality couldn't be more different exactly man they changed it so much <laughs> but i have to say yeah i have to say that was one gripe i have in guards of the galaxy i love Guardians of the Galaxy. But guess what? Yep. You could have had Drax 
still have that like literal vocabulary thing if you wanted, but also not make him a complete punk. God, I hate that so much because like it, it it's not as apparent in one because one there's are there, there's like some good moments with Drax I think, but like in two they just they just throw it all out the window. He gets no, he's just a goof. He's a goofball. If you think about Ronan and Drax's power levels, he should not have gotten yeah. bodied like that. They're probably no. not even. Maybe. Exactly. Drax might even yeah. be stronger because, I mean, spoiler alert, guys, this is why the thing with Drax getting bodied by Thanos without even being touched is so annoying. He rips Thanos' heart out with one hand in the comics. Yeah. If that's not enough context like- for you, I don't know what is. <laughs> that's enough said. Oh, enough God. said. <laughs> like, you turn the page. And it's just Drax with his hand through the through his back, out of his chest, holding his heart. It's like, yikes. That was like the weird thing, though. Like they did that in the in the movie too, where it was like, oh no, I have to go to Ronan. He killed my family. I was like, no, that's not okay. That's not how that happened. <laughs> you're supposed to kill Thanos, but okay. And he's like, I'm gonna kill Thanos at the end. And you're like, ah, oh, yeah, there it is. Okay. I think we're they, back on track, baby. I think they did that because they had no intention of allowing him to kill Thanos. No, so, I think I think they just and they wanted that like they wanted to be like, hey, wait, what? They changed it, and then like at the end, like, no, we didn't change it. Winky face, enough said. Excelsior, yeah. whatever else Stanley says. I guess I guess they just wanted to give him the satisfaction of being able to help kill the actual person who physically killed his family, which he did. Yeah. by holding yeah. hands with a celestial being that wouldn't have died anyway. Um, but we won't get into that. Spartax, <laughs> wait, who's Spartax? <laughs> Listen, I'm gonna. There's been this is like the second bridge I've seen to wanting to talk about Eternals. You've seen it, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Go okay, for it. I've got a couple things I have to say about it. Go so for it. Yeah, yeah. first, okay, wait. First of all, I have to ask you one thing before you go into it. Okay. Did you like it or did you hate it? I liked it. Okay, good. You can We're tell by the tone page. of my voice that there, I, yeah. there are problems I have with it, though. Yeah, no, 100%. Same, but I, I also enjoyed it at the early. It was like, oh, this is all right. Okay. So first bridge. Um, hmm. Ego said he was a celestial. He is not. He so sure did. He did say that. <laughs> so that's an issue because that's not how uh, Celestials work in the MCU, apparently. They uh, they bust out of planets like eggs, which I think had there are there are versions of the comics where that's how it works, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I think um, so. I think you're right. And then my other issue is what they did with the Eternals and what they m- made them and then still said that Thanos is connected to them causes so many problems. Because they made the Celestials robots, where in reality, there were three races on Earth. There were humans, there were deviants. Oh, you mean Eternals. You said Celestials. Shoot. There are humans. Yeah, no, you, just, you confused me. I was like, wait. There, there are humans, <laughs> deviants, and Eternals. Eternals are like mm-hmm. just a different species, essentially. They look like humans. And then yeah. deviants are, you know, they're deviants, whatever, right? So Thanos <laughs> is... A Eternal is an Eternal with a Deviant Gene, which is why he looks like that. He's not like Titans are not. Wait, now I got to think about that. How is he a Titan and Eternal? Who knows? But um, that's... he's half and half. Yeah, it's it's. There's a comic. <laughs> there's a comic for that. That should that should just be Marvel. There's a comic for that. Yeah, because <laughs> they, they explain so much and they can't just leave it alone. Right. But um, it's like, you don't need to. So he is an Eternal. Mm-hmm. It you I mean he's you would, half eternal I think he's 
Mm, hard to, I mean, in the movies, we still, I guess, don't know. Oh, very well. well, okay. Yeah. In the movies, yeah. I'm sorry. Yes. We don't, we don't know anything because they're not going to explain it. Oh, they're going to have to because they brought in freaking Star, not Star Fox, yeah, Fire Eros, Fox. Eros. They brought in his brother and then made him, quote, brother of Thanos. And I'm like, oh, no, but you're a robot. So how does that work? <laughs> Thanos is clearly not a robot. We saw his arm get cut off. Yeah, it's it's weird. I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, and the movies are ever explain it. the movies are why I think I thought Titans were a race of people who live on Titan. Like, is that how it works in the comics? I thought that was the idea. Maybe I'm wrong. Okay. I don't know much about that side of things. Like, I, I I had only recently gotten into the cosmic side with like Guardians and stuff like yeah. that. Um, Back when I like read the uh, the Dan Abing and uh, Landing Run, mm-hmm. I think that's their names, <laughs> Abner and Landing. My bad. Uh, I have the comic literally right on my pile right here, so I can look at it. Thank God. Uh, but yeah, that was like when I got into cosmic stuff. Uh, so I don't I don't actually know much about the Eternals and the Deviants and all that, or the mm-hmm. Celestials even. Uh, but I re- I did go back and I read some of the Jack Kirby stuff before the movie came out. All right. But it was it, it I it it actually infuriates me a little bit. I'll get into that right a little bit. We'll get to that. I'll get to that. Uh, first of all, I want to say the thing with ego though that I find interesting. Because I thought about it on my. I think I watched it a third time. Mm-hmm. So I watched it once in theaters. I watched Eternals a second time when it came out on Disney Plus, and then a third time with my sibling, my older sibling, because they hadn't seen it yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but. The thing that I thought about, because I thought the same thing, like, wait, didn't Ego say he was a celestial? Isn't that kind of like not how this works? Yeah. And I thought, well, what if, what if Ego was said he woke up? So what if he was like a seed of the celestial that like just became sentient and didn't break through the planet, but instead formed a planet around him or like became the planet? Mm-hmm. That could work in in explaining that, but it still doesn't make sense. You're right. Like I, I was like, wait, no. Did you just not know what you were doing yet? And you just kind of said, Yeah, he's a celestial. Yeah, I think that's what it was. But they mm-hmm. could, you know, I mean, if they if they were willing to make Eternals robots, they're willing to retcon everything else. Basically somebody's theory is some one of these people that like might have been like I can't remember any of these channels names, like the Marvel reaction channels and like Marvel News. <laughs> Might have been like rock stars or something, but somebody was saying they think what they could do is um, mm. there is a run or at least a version of Galactus where the reason he's going around destroying planets is he's trying yeah. to destroy all the celestials. So mm. that's one idea. That's how they could bring in Galactus for some reason. I, I don't know why. I, I, I thought that was connected to the other theory, but I think it's completely separate. They, um, another theory was that with Ego, he's a new type of celestial that, um, what, doesn't need a planet to blow up or something? Like the next generation, um, like the evolution of what they could be or some kind of experiment they made. Um, Yeah. I don't remember how that theory went, but there it is. I wish I remembered more of it. Now it feels random. That's different. No, no, no. I, th- I think that's kind of like that's interesting. I mean, if those if that's how they do it, that's cool. Mm-hmm. I don't mind that. Uh, I just don't. I think they shouldn't have called him a celestial because he's not a celestial. Yeah, in the comics, he's <laughs> not. He's just ego. Yeah, he's just ego. Exactly. And then there's like, alter ego. <laughs> oh God, comics, fun, fun stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Um, uh, getting back to the movie though, I feel like. 
man. Like, yeah, I don't know what they're going to, like, I don't even know why they would introduce arrows, like, this early, man. They must have something planned. But I don't know if they're going back to that universe, like, that world, or that, that story anytime soon. The issue? Uh, because, yeah, uh-huh. come on. There you go. I was going to say an issue with Eros is that the only thing, every only big event that he's like interesting in are the ones that involve Thanos and Thanos is dead. So yeah, like, exactly. Like, we can't do Infinity War the way it was done in the comics. That ship has long sailed. Mm, like, I mean, you can bring him back, I guess. But mm, you know. I just don't see any point in bringing him in at all at no. this point. It just seems weird. No. It, it would have no weight either. Like, like, again, like the thing I have with Endgame that I don't like is that. I don't like past Thanos coming in and being like, I'm the new villain. Cause yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like the Wanda part where she's like, you took everything from me. He's like, I don't even know who you are. You're like, all right, this kind of ruins everything. <laughs> like, who, who cares? This guy doesn't even know these people. He's just doing this thing. Cause he can, it's yeah. kind of like, like the threat of Thanos is that he can do it again. If he's there. Yeah. Cause he's done it once. That is the threat of Thanos in those movies. Yeah. Uh, in that movie particularly. So it's like, <laughs> Like, and you took him out way too early, and it's like, okay, you didn't even bring up him, like, you know, his whole death relationship thing, so. Well, that, that would be the think, way to bring him back. Do you think that would actually translate well on screen? I'm kind of fine with his motive, at least in Affinity I, War. I mean, man, listen, the moment Thanos showed up and is like, he's a palpable threat and scary, and like, he's this weird grimace looking motherfucker. <laughs> Yeah, you know, and people are scared of him. I think you got every, you got them now. They'll come and see the movies. They don't give a shit. Let her go. Grimace. They don't care how weird it is. <laughs> and like even then, like this could transition into his love for death. Like I met her, and she was beautiful, and I, you know, I must carry out her will or whatever. Then they did. You can do a bunch of things. Like they can retcon stuff, you know, whatever. I but, mean, uh, yeah. Let's be fair. Yeah. If they did it exactly how it is in the comics, I don't think no, it no, 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 well, because that was yeah. just like he just shows up. To like death's court or whatever, court a court death. I don't know. And he's just like, I love you. She's like, doesn't even acknowledge his existence. And he's like, Look, I'm gonna wipe out half of all life. And he does it. And she doesn't it's care. Even, and if I'm not probably, mistaken, does he even snap them back himself? I think so. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, like, it's immediately so like, reversed. <laughs> the beauty of that though is that you're missing a key part of that. He goes to like a well and stares into it for like a long time. And then learns about the Infinity Stones. It's so oh, bad. Oh, great. <laughs> and then that's how he begins his conquest. And you're like, what? That makes sense. He's just some purple oh, dude so staring weird. into a well. Yeah, he's just like, I'm going to die. Infinity gems are a thing. I must kill all these guys and take their gems. I need them. And then make a gauntlet. <laughs> you're like, okay, sure, man, whatever. So, like, oh, But Thanos is, is interesting in the comics because he's like caught between that, right? Like, I want to be a villain, but also, like, I also am a hero. I'm, I, I can't under, you know, line my... And I think they translated that well in the in the story. Like he thinks he's the hero. Yeah, that that was at least done pretty good, I think. <laughs> um, I yeah, I don't really mind the the idea. It's just if you have the Infinity Gauntlet, do you have any idea how many ways to go about not enough resources than destroying half of all life? Like uh, they just made him so like narrow sighted that yeah. it's like it's convincing in a way. I guess it, it works for the movies. I think, yeah. Especially if he's just going to be a one-time villain and isn't going to come back. But like, I don't know what they're going to do. I'm next. sure they'll bring back versions <laughs> of Thanos. They can't. Oh, not. like I mean, in this in this day and age, where No Way Home exists, yeah. Yeah, goodness gracious. Right, like, let's actually talk about um, Eternals. Not good in the movie. Yeah. 
<laughs> and let's yeah. not get on, on yeah. track. Yeah. We're just talking about the repercussions of it. <laughs> I feel like if we talk about like that, those were the two things you brought up, right? That's what we were discussing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Movie, yeah. I think it was good. I think um, here's the thing. I think a good comparison for what people are trying to say it is, which is like too many people crushed into one movie. I think a good comparison for that would be Justice League. And I think Justice League flopped hard trying to bring in only three characters. And I think Eternals brought in, like, however many there are in a way that actually worked. I mean, granted, the idea is they already knew each other. But, like, it didn't feel forced that they were brought in. It felt right. Whereas Justice League, it just felt weird. And they didn't have enough time devoted to the new characters. Justice is gray. The director's cut. Uh, remember yeah. you, you hated that name for it. Um, God. I think was better. I enjoyed it yeah. more. Mm-hmm. And um, too long. Yeah. it's just too long to conceivably yeah. be in theaters is the issue. It's, it's, it's two movies. It's two movies. It's all two you know. movies. <laughs> that's, that's really what it is. Like if you break that up into two root, like if you, if you put a scene in the middle where like it, it, it cuts perfectly, it could be two movies. That's actually a really good point. And they probably should yeah. have just like, done that. I'm not even like a Zack Snyder like shill. I don't care. Like I hate those people. I don't like the Snyder fanboys. <laughs> but like I I didn't mind that movie. I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. It was just too long. I took a nap in between <laughs> and during the interlude. I went right to sleep. I think um, I spread it between like three different days. That's smart. That's what I should have done. But no, I had a weekend off, so <laughs> I just I just took the time. Nothing better to do. No, yeah, but uh, yeah, no, like I. I mean, I don't think that like I don't think it's the problem with too many characters. That's that's a bad that's a bad reason. Yeah. <laughs> I think uh, uh go on. No. What I think the only I think hmm how do I say this? <laughs> go for it. I think Okay, I do think it has an issue. What was who is the the bad guy in WandaVision who like literally had no goal whatsoever when you break it down? The weird agent guy? I don't remember no, his name. Agent, agent Wu? Oh, Agent Agent Wu? No, Is the bad, bad guy. guy? No, 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 no. I was talking about the other guy, Agent, whatever the hell his name oh, is. Oh, yeah. Director, dude. director dude or whatever from Sword, yeah. He... He's not a director. He's a whatever. Nobody, the no, nobody, he, the, he, the loser, the bozo. He was the head of Sword. No, he wasn't the head of Sword. He was like a, he was like a division something or whatever. I don't remember. But he said the job should have belonged to... So, yeah. Rambo. Yeah. Anyway. Um, it kind of, the main, the deviant has the same issue as him, where if you actually break down everything up until the final, like fight that involves him, his presence doesn't make any sense. Like, you mean crow? Is that what his name was? The main dude. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I, I love crow in the comics. He's actually a comic character. Oh, okay. Um, He's like a deviant in the comics. He's like a deviant who, um, who's just like, yo, <laughs> we're gonna fuck him up so bad. We're the leader. I'm the leader. We're gonna do this. And like they always like, he's like a, a weird like Team Rocket guy who like always loses oh, but gosh. survives. So like he's <laughs> like, damn it, Eternals. Um, but like the best part about Crow is that he has a he had a relationship with Thena in the comics. Wait, like, they Thena like the Asgardian? Yeah. yeah, no, Thena like the <laughs> the Eternal. Oh shoot. Oh, so like, that one. That was yeah, oh, that's that was a really awkward reference they did then. Yeah, it was really like oh uh oh oh man, and like I honestly think the worst part of this movie is that like they didn't utilize him. Like you said, they didn't utilize him at all. Like 
he has a good reason to fight these guys and it's really compelling and good. And then they, they just chop him up and go, okay, you're done. Bye. Yeah. They basically make him aware of what's going to happen. And his solution is kill the Eternals. How -hmm. is that going to fix anything? It's already happening. They're trying to stop the emergence. And he's like, I'm going to kill you without asking questions. Yeah. And he knows they're trying to stop the emergence. I don't care about any of this. I'm a, I'm a bad guy. It's like the, what it feels like. It's like, no, like, he could have been smart and interesting. And, he would have been yeah. more interesting if he showed up and said, all right, I'm going to help you guys stop um, Superman Jr. here. And, uh, you know, if he if he had, like, died doing that, I feel like it even would have been a better use of his character than what they did. Or better, or better yeah, what if he, like, they beat Icarus, right? Yeah. And then that's like, instead of Icarus being like, I'm going to fly into the fucking sun and, oh God, wow, this is too on the nose. And, oh God, why did you do this? <laughs> <laughs> and I laughed in the theaters and they did it. And I was like, oh no, I got to hold back my laugh. This is not good. This is not good. Uh, this, is too, this is too much of a, oh, anyway. <laughs> but like, it would have been better if he like absorbed him, right? Like if he took his power and then like, now you have an Icarus character who, who is against the Eternals. Oh, you're uh, right. That would sequel. actually be a lot more interesting. But they didn't do that or like, you know, or something, do something more with him, you know, or like he like he's like, OK, I'm going to cut off my arm and then like I'm going to regenerate just that part of my arm. And I'm going to make another deviant and now I have my own deviants and we're going to yeah. live in, in, in harmony. Yeah. And then kill the Eternals. Yeah, that would be better. <laughs> but they were just something. like. And do anything with him. But they were just like, no, nah, he's just going to go into a cave with Thena for like five minutes and then they're going to fight and he, it's going to be really weird. Everyone's going to woo her. And then she's gonna cut his head off. Nope. Actually, didn't she because cut him into like five pieces the way she like swung her swords? I think it was more. <laughs> <laughs> she like diced that man. He was sashimi by the end. Yeah. <laughs> he was cubes. He was steak cubes, and she put little toothpicks in him, and they ate him later. Probably. They were that like. Pizza was him. They were like, we can't have two lingering threats left in the yeah, universe. No. Eternal the, the, the celestials are enough. Get rid of the deviants. They're just out of yeah. the universe now. No, well, uh, it could, could be, be on other planets. planets. Uh, that's yeah, it's silly. Um, yeah, I, I again like you have this really cool concept and it really works. And the problem with the movie is that it's a Marvel movie. It's a you know, it's gotta have, you gotta have your action beats. You gotta have your. I I love the one part where uh, King goes like. Like, are you filming this? And then his his ballet <laughs> guy is like, "Of course, sir. Like, you need your action scenes." And I was like, "God, that sucks. I hate this." Because <laughs> that's just Marvel. It's so self aware. You know it. You know what's wrong with this this whole thing. This is like a five minute fight scene, and I gotta watch it. It sucks. King it goes, looks cool, but it it's not what we're here for, right? Like, yeah, I think Kingo was probably my favorite character after yeah. Gilgamesh. Yeah. Oh, damn. No, I love. Um, I like Druig a lot. I think Druig is really oh, interesting. Shoot, yeah, I forgot. I think he was like my favorite initially. But but again, they don't use him. <laughs> they very like. That's the thing with the Eternals. I feel like is, it's not that there's a character. There's nothing. The amount of characters is the problem. It's the characters they pick to portray on screen, because then they were like, well, this is the power. Uh oh, he's too powerful. We have to. Let's like, have him do these. nothing. You it's know, like, like with Vision. Like, <laughs> Yes, exactly. Like Kingo is like, I'm not gonna fight Icarus because I'd be really strong and help you guys out. <laughs> like, yeah. I can't help you. I do like like I, I think they handled Kingo. Yeah, but they handled him better because like, at least with Kingo, it's like, oh hey, I'm not gonna fight him because of my beliefs, and that's right. interesting. I think right. Was Whereas, just like, uh, 
yeah. too strong. Jerk's <laughs> like, I'm just, I'm just gonna. Oh, I got. Oh no, oh, he lasered me, me. Oh, I could just control him at any point. Oh no, oh no. Dude, that's a question. Oh, I mean, did we ever no. see him use it on another? Eternal? Exactly right. Like never, they didn't. They don't do anything with it. They just, they just leave it there. And you're like, wait, does this work on other people? Like, does this work on the other Eternals? Like, can also, you use this on your? Also, can we talk Why about not? the fact that like, what the what the hell is the the head? Uh, Celestial's name, Amoresh. Uh, Arashim. She gave him a power that he didn't want him to use. Can we talk <laughs> about that? Uh, you can't yeah. control the humans and make them not fight. But, like, that's just it. Don't use it. Don't interfere with conflict, but interfere with, like, you know, interfere with other moments where it's like, oh, you know, like, like, because Druig in the beginning doesn't interfere with the conflict, right? He interferes by being like, everyone calm down. Oh, that's true. We're, here. We're on a giant spaceship. Yeah. Stay here and listen. We make you feel calm. We make you feel relaxed, okay, right? Like, you can right, make right. you feel things. So, like, that's the idea is that, like, there's the ground team, which is Icarus, you know, uh, <laughs> and, and all the fighters, Kingo, uh, Makari, and Gilgamesh, they, and Athena, they all fight, and they kill the Deviants, and they, and they protect, while, uh, while the others are, like, kind of like the science team, where they're like, okay, we got to figure out how to advance the civilization slowly so the, so the thing can be born. Until Festos and, gets pissed off. And just beats the <laughs> just just completely cripples Icarus. That was probably my favorite scene in the movie. Good moment, another good moment. Just so, like there's good moments in this movie where I'm like, oh man, like this works really well. And there's other moments like the end where I'm like, this is bad. Why did you do this? He also totally uh, like said what I was thinking. Like when he tied him down, I think I turned to my friend and said, "This is so satisfying." And he's like, "Do you have any idea how satisfying this <laughs> is?" <laughs> and you're like, oh. I I guessed it. Yeah, I guessed it. He did the, the Leonardo DiCaprio point. <laughs> yeah, he did the exactly. I don't know why that image is just so good. It's such a good it's reaction. Great. Image. It's amazing. It's perfect. <laughs> it it's, can be it, used it, in so many contexts. Oh, exactly. It's the perfect meme. Oh uh, no, it's one of the perfect memes. It's a pantheon. Um, yeah, though. I mean, like, I don't know, man. Like, they they really could have like if they had focused on the, like the family stuff. And the idea that it is a family that is mourning the loss of one of their members because they live for like 5,000 years together and they're friends and they're like, they're a close knit group. I didn't have a just... choice. Yeah. I oh, had the... to do it. God, like Icarus is a great character though. <laughs> I like that character. I like that choice they made because yeah, in the comics, in the comics, he's just a blonde doofus. He's like, I fly around and I'm, I fight everyone. And you're like, all right. <laughs> cool. Just super what? Why? <laughs> yeah, no, that Making is like the, that is the, the, the heel turn is good. Yeah, I think it was good. I don't have any issues with his character except I don't. I guess he was just. It was kind of like he feels like he felt his purpose, but he also couldn't hurt his friends, so he was affected in the end in a positive way. But he just decided I can't live anymore and just. And I hate. Son. I hate that they killed him because I was like, you could just have him fly away, and then he goes to the other Eternals, and it's like, I mean, or like, or like, he goes to the World Mine, or not the World Mine, the uh, not Olympia, it's not Olympia in the comic, in the movie, it's the Forge, right? And then like, maybe he makes another brand, like I'm gonna remake you guys, and you're gonna listen to me, yeah, <laughs> type of because there's like a thousand models of these things, right? They're like robot people. That that could have been perfect for the sequel, but they don't do it. So yeah, I got a couple gripes with that. So like 
Also, first of all, he might not be dead. Sentry was in the sun, melting and reforming forever and ever. and didn't die. They, yeah, but they're not going to they're not, they're not bring him back. Or his consciousness <laughs> could have been put into another one. Not that I want them to do that. I'm fine with him being dead. No, I, get, I got you. Yeah. But um, I, it's possible. Yeah, also, he could have flown through it and like threw it, right? Instead of going into it, he yeah, could have come out the other side. That's true. That would. <laughs> he's just like, oh, that didn't work. <laughs> but um, you know, what's also in- possible is no, no. What's weird? They like establish it as if it's a bunch of exact copies of them on the other planets, but then they just bring in arrows. And it's like, yeah. What? So like, well, are there I mean, different vo- more models of them. Like, what's going on? I don't. I don't think. I don't think that it was just all them. I think the one that was her was her, and then the other ones were just different body types. So okay. like, we don't know what they like. We don't know what their final products look like, right? Yeah. So there maybe, might be another strong one and smart one and mind controlling one, but so maybe it was just a, a point was being proven. Was that Erishin that showed her that? Yeah. So I guess he might have just been proving a point then when he did that, I guess. Yeah. It was like the idea of like, we could just keep remaking you essentially. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Cause uh, they'll probably, will, they, they'll probably take forever to take, make the sequel. Oh yeah. Dude, or, we're not going to see yeah. that for like three, four nope. years. Cause the, uh, the market dictates what, what, what we get to see again. Well, that and everything uh, else is already planned out and that's not on the list. Yeah, uh, but uh, I've been waiting on another Hulk movie for how many how many years now? I don't think it's going to happen because there's some contract I, with, like, you can't have a single movie because of um, because who Universal owns them. Yeah. Universal, get on that. Like, just do whatever mm-hmm. Sony's deal is. Let us make a single okay, Hulk yeah. movie. I want, you know what I want? But they kind of mm-hmm. ruined it already. They took Planet Hulk and then they combined it with, like... The- Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That was weird. They could have. They should have just waited, and then because you know, um, actually, you know what? I can't see the plot of World Breaker Hulk actually happening. No, it would. It wouldn't work because you'd we have don't... to establish the Illuminati first, and then you'd have said, to make you... them all decide that Hulk's too dangerous to be left on Earth, and they would never do that. Mm, you have to. You have to decide a lot of. You have to like. You would have to lay the groundwork so far in advance, and Mark Ruffalo is not getting any younger. So. Yeah, and they've also already killed off Tony. Wait, was Tony in the Illuminati? No yeah. way, right? Like, yeah, he's one of the founding members. Yeah, yeah no, he's it's dead. It's Tony, Doctor Strange, Charles Xavier. And since uh, they refused to recast uh, T'Challa, that's he won't yes, right. be in it. He's also one of them. I forgot about that. You're right. To oh, be honest, boy. I feel like they should just recast him. It's not like out of it's not bad taste to do it. I think it makes more sense to continue the story. Yeah, I mean it's a it's a give and take thing. Like I don't I don't know why. Like it's it's like if they recast an Iron Man, which they will inevitably do down the line. Uh, I just don't think they'll do it now. Like not for the sequel, right? Apparently, like, we'll... Tom Cruise is going to be playing a variant of him. <laughs> I think people a lot of was, people are was, saying it. That was the original thing because he was supposed to play him. I think he was one of the choices they were going to do oh, okay. for the first Iron Man movie. I believe it was him, and then Robert Downey Jr. got it. And they're also talking about um, the freaking John Krasinski playing potentially <laughs> Mr. Fantastic. I don't think that'd be a bad pick, actually. I think it'd be oh man! Good. Listen, I was I was on Team Krasinski until uh, until Rahu Kohli tweeted the the one like fan art of him as Mr. Fantastic, and I was like, oh, I could see that too. Shit, wait. <laughs> yeah, that could be good. 
Yeah, he would nail it. I think I think they, any of them would nail it. It's not that hard of a role, but we'll see. We'll see what they do. Yeah, we'll see what you they just do. have to be like very unaware of other people's emotions, and you're doing great. <laughs> you just gotta ignore your wife, get cucked, and uh... yeah. Oh no, that's the ultimate. That's the ultimate version. Wait, I'm didn't sorry. didn't you get cucked by a scroll or something crazy no, like that? It was oh maybe maybe in the comics. I don't remember. I know in the ultimates, it's Ben Grimm who cucks him. The thing cucks him. Because, ben uh... Ben does. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Holy oh, did you not read Ultimate Enemy? Oh, you got no. I think you should read. How far did you get into that? I only I watched. Ultimate? I read through like I'm past issue 100 of Ultimate Spider-Man, and then I read um the Ultimate Six or whatever it was, and that was it. <laughs> God. Which was it was a good build up, and then the ending was so like dog water bad that I was like, For, why did uh, I even read this? Like, was that the Ultimatum? No, it's the one with like. The Sinister Six, but it's the Ultimates. Oh, oh, gotcha, gotcha. Like, they, the build-up was so good. Like, everything was yes. amazing. And then freaking Norman Osborn's God Complex makes him think, I'm going to bomb the White House on live television. It sounds to me like you don't like Bendis. Oh, was that him? <laughs> I think so. Uh-oh. It's Ultimate Spider-Man, yeah. No, I don't think... I don't. The art style was completely different. For, no, that wasn't no, no. Spider-Man. No, no, Bendis is the writer. Well, well, let me look at it. Look it up. While you, I mean, while you keep Nick's it. argument was that that's how Norman Osborn's yeah. God Complex works, which ah. I guess is fine. But also, how would he? He planned it out so well. They escape exactly, out of the prison. Yeah. They're like, it's... they have the White House by the balls because they're like about to give them the mm-hmm. money they want. And then he's like, let's just blow it up and show up there and then get arrested by the Ultimates. Like, like he gets so like weird. drunk and it's like, yeah, all right, man. No, we're just gonna fuck it up. We're just gonna have a. And then throw he, a party. Then he just threatens Peter. He's like, "You're gonna be this. You're gonna make it the Ultimate Six. You're the you're the sixth member yeah, of the Ultimate Six. I'm gonna okay, kill your grandmother like, if you don't wait, do anything." That's really that's a really good thing though, because like I like the idea of like you know the Sinister Six, but like you wouldn't expect that. You wouldn't expect them to have Spider Man join them. Oh, it's so. But good. he didn't even help them. He yeah, just, no, it doesn't he, work. He <laughs> moped around crying during the battle, and then the, the Ultimate the Ultimate yes. show up beat the living crap out of the ultimate six and then the oh, fight man. just stops oh it's just Wait, so, isn't, there, it's so... isn't there like a scene where one of the ultimates is like peter he can't hurt you we're here and then he's like all right bet and then he fights back yeah i think so i think that's one of the panels yeah yeah, I think page. yeah there's uh, again like I, bendis to me bendis feels like the jj abrams of comics oh <laughs> that's an insult <laughs> No, J.J. <laughs> Abrams can really bring something in and make it feel fresh and new. Okay, and yeah, but uh, and then are we gonna start talking it. about Star Wars now? Is that what's gonna happen? You can't end it. Oh, I mean, we can start talking about Star Wars. I'll fight you, but that's okay. I don't oh, like. I don't like the third one, but we'll uh, I don't like Rise of Skywalker. But we'll bring that back the next yeah. time we talk. That that would be a whole <laughs> rabbit hole. Yes. But um. I think just I think he made the first movie. I really liked The Force Awakens. It was like creating something new, like you said, and he could have gone anywhere from there. But he has this thing I've heard, and he's even said it himself allegedly. Mystery that, box. Yeah, he makes the mystery boxes, but doesn't actually have an answer to them. And then you leave it to whoever what the hell it was that did Last Jedi, and he's like, I'm going to do the exact opposite of everything you wanted because I do not care. And like. But you would think, in theory, of the mystery box, that's what it's for. But it would have to be a good thing. They did the the, the next person chose bad things. 
no, the next person chose things that would be like, okay, I'm gonna they're gonna go in a different direction and just fucking do whatever we want. These these Less new characters than... are at the forefront, and all the old characters are there, but they're not gonna be like in the way. They're we're going to focus on these new characters. They're all gonna, here's oh, here's seven arcs you can do with these characters, and then you go to the next <sighs> one, and it's like, nope, everyone's the same again. Nothing happened. What? Do you, who is the last Jedi? What are you talking? All right, listen. <laughs> I have an issue with Luke being a whiny baby that lost all progress he made in the original trilogy. It's a disservice to his character. Would you agree? I don't. I don't think so. How? I, because at the end of it, he becomes that Luke that you want to see, and then dies. And then dies. Yes. Why would he not die? Why would you want him? If it was just Luke Skywalker again, I'd be fine. Why even make a new? Why even make a new trilogy? I would have been fine with him showing up and dying. He takes his X-wing out of the water. He does the whole thing he couldn't do that Yoda did, but instead they stuffed that into the third movie for re- weird random reasons. <laughs> but um, they should have done that in the second movie. He should have showed up and died. Uh. But instead it was a force projection, and the explanation was, I'm a little tuckered out, so I died. The reason for his death is, is what a, bothered me. That is such... That is such a disservice to what he did in that movie, and that's no, such bullshit. No, dude. He, you know what he did? He complained about how Jedi shouldn't exist for like 30 minutes of screen time. Yeah, and then he's like, yeah. Okay, he's then right, he's like, they're cops. I'm fine with the argument, but not for the reason he gave. He was just mad because he messed up. Yeah, but like that's that's it, right? Like that's that's 100%. I, I like that because I like to see all faucets of characters. I think that's an interesting, like you're Rubik's cubing it. Right. And like, Oh cool. This is interesting. And like, we haven't addressed the Jedi in that way yet. Right. Like the Jedi have been these, like, Oh, they're just mysterious people who whatever. Cause we didn't have the prequels then. Now we have the prequels to look back on and like, actually be like, no, the Jedi's kind of sucked. They're really bad at this. Like they, they, they're the reason we're in this mess in the first place. I agree with that. Here's Which my is- issue. <laughs> they didn't actually do that. Like, they could have, well, I think my friend Sparky was making the argument that they could have done something interesting with making Anakin think the Jedi are evil, but they didn't. They just made him an emotional teenager who didn't want to lose his wife, and that was his reason. Yeah. Luke, no, I, I, no, the prequels are bad. <laughs> Luke didn't have a reason either. It wasn't, oh, the Jedi are morally gray and stuff like this. It was, no, I messed up, therefore the Jedi shouldn't exist. That was his reason. He didn't have any reason. There's there's something in there. I think he gives a speech to Ray in the in the beginning Listen, scene where it's like the same. It's like the same thing. He's basically doing it for the same reason Spider Man said he didn't want to be Spider Man anymore. Oh, <laughs> my friends get hurt. Like that was his reason. He lives I mean, on an island by reason. himself as a hermit I mean, because he doesn't like, want anyone to get hurt right. with him. Imagine you opened a school up, right? Because you're really good at, at, at podcasting. Let's say. Mm-hmm. Uh, and during that school, you had like your nephew come in and he's like, yeah, dude, whatever. Like, yo, sick as hell. This is sick. I'm going to become a podcast. I have the ability to be a podcaster too. And you're like, cool. I'm going to teach you how to be a podcaster. And then he becomes Hitler. <laughs> Space Hitler. Space how would you Hitler feel? Who's really good at talking. Space Hitler who can carry a laser sword and is really good with it and can cut people in half and also can stop force bolts. Um, you know, like... I would probably assume that has nothing to do with podcasting <laughs> and keep doing my thing. But I don't the know, thing. man. I here's think you feel a you're little missing, like, you're, oh, you're, shit. You're missing an element of this is that Luke had the ability to stop him. You're not giving me yes. the ability to stop my nephew in this situation. But here's the thing, though. Luke trying to stop it is what caused it, right? Well... 
That's what happened. Um, what I'm saying tried, is, you're not giving. Okay, so like I see my nephew in his bed, right? And he's he's sitting there, and I see him pull out a laser sword in his sleep. He's swinging around. I'm like, oh, he's gonna be evil, right? Yes. I can stop him then. Allegedly, mm-hmm. I could, you know, slit his throat or whatever. Yeah. Right? But once he becomes space settler, what powers mm-hmm. do I get? You have to walk me through this. What powers do I have? Because Luke was fully. Oh no no no! The, the 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 whole the whole bit was that it's a joke. It was just that he became Kylo Ren. And this, no, I know, I know. But I want you yeah. to walk me through. I need you to give me the tools I need to take down my nephew. You're, I you're Luke Skywalker. Go ahead. All right. <laughs> and, so now an action. <laughs> My podcaster nephew. Um, no, just just Kylo Ren. Hitler. No, no, no. That's not how hypotheticals. This is the script, sir. This isn't how hypotheticals work, Zach. <laughs> the so, hypothetical was a bit, though. So. Listen, that's the point. You're supposed to. What you're are you doing? Conf- you're breaking you're the first her. rule. You're breaking the first rule of improv, Zach. <laughs> it's supposed to be yes and. You're saying no. No, but. I'm yesing no, <laughs> no, because it's going to be confusing. I don't want that. <laughs> All right, well, you can just take a seat while I monologue for a minute then. That's what I'm saying. Go. All right. So my nephew, who uh-huh. podcasts, is like... Rilo Ken. Rilo Ken is sleeping in his bed. I walk in his room, and I see him, like, swinging a space laser around in his sleep Wait. and talking about the Aryan race. And, I, and I'm like, oh, shoot, I got to stop this. So I, like, I go to put him in a sleeper hold and he wakes up knocks me out and then kills all of my other students and then leaves and goes for space i suddenly become luke skywalker and then oh okay and then i mean i listen i'm going off the prompts i was given here i'm yeah, suddenly I'm luke skywalker but a really uh-huh. good podcaster yeah you're telling me mm-hmm. you're telling me right now mm-hmm. that it makes sense that i would think Oh, it was the podcasting that did it, and I'm never gonna teach someone podcasting again. Well, if you didn't make him really good at podcasting, he wouldn't be able to get his message across, and then this whole thing wouldn't have started. Okay, all right. Anything, <laughs> I, I, I gotta sit on that one for a bit. Um, well, I'll think about that. Maybe I'll let you know how I feel about that later. But well, you gotta hurry. Your your nephew's in the sky right now. He's gonna nephew, fuck everything. He's up. in space. He's, he's, <laughs> He's out there telling like different species of aliens about the Aryan yeah. race. He's like, yeah, you gotta he's help gonna me blow in this. With the planet. He's like, yeah, I'm gonna do all these things. Yeah, but uh, I need <laughs> to circle back around to something. That's fine. Go ahead. So Festus. No, I'm sorry. Yeah, not, 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 back not, to not Festus. Um, Druig. Druig yeah. can yeah. control minds. Yeah, yeah. There is cool there is this story. There is a story that Zach and I both partake in called the Ah. Magnus Archives. I probably shouldn't have led with controlling minds. I will not. I'm not (laughs) going to give any more information on that. I don't know what you mean. I don't know what you're talking about. No. See, you're wrong because the thing that they have in common is that they're both from the 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 continent of Europe and, you know. European. Yeah, they're European. There you go. So, um... Magnus Archives, without giving, this is your one chance Ooh. to listen to this before the next episode comes out where Zach is back. Well, actually, no, it could be the comic <laughs> one first, but there's another <laughs> there's another person, uh, TC, you guys remember, who also has listened to the Magnus Archives. 
when these two come into the episode together, we are going to talk about Magnus. I will give you a brief, a brief description of the show. Um, I hi- sorry, podcast. I highly recommend it. If it sounds interesting to you at all, do it. If it doesn't, eh, whatever. You'll just hear us talk about it. But um, essentially, it's a horror anthology, which means a bunch of small stories, um, which may or may not be connected. And the Magnus archives themselves are a like library with an archive underneath it where the main character, Jonathan Sims, reads accounts of mysterious happenings which may or may not be connected into a meta plot, but you'll have to find out, won't you? And um, it's really cool. It uh, You could say it explores different types of fears and how they manifest. And uh, it's really interesting. And that's your warning. If, if, you don't, if you think it's interesting, go listen. If you don't, do your thing. But yeah, it's excellent. Do you have any praise for us, Zach? Oh, 100%. I, uh, I, I remember, I've sold someone on it, actually, one Ooh. time. Uh, yeah, you want to hear the story? Yeah, tell me about it. All right, so there's this guy in my break room, and he was like, oh, have you heard of this Magnus Archives podcast? I don't know if it's good. I might drop off of it. And I went, no, no, it gets really good. There's a meta plot, and you know, the stories get really good, and, and I, I highly recommend it. I, I've never talked to you really that much, but I recommend this one thing <laughs> more than anything else. And then he watched it. And you're listening to his podcast, so yeah, I think that's I mean, a good uh, sign of, of how good this series is. Yeah, that's true. That is all; mm-hmm. those all those things are mm-hmm. true. I can't confirm mm-hmm. or deny because mm-hmm. you know I'm not the only person running this podcast. Could be anyone, but I, <laughs> but yeah, those are all true. But um, I also sold somebody on it. Yeah, it was, so. it was TC. So yeah, that was that, <laughs> my story is not as funny. I just said, hey, <laughs> I think you might like this. It's dark, but like it's good. And oh she my listened. god. It's- and then she got hooked like, and finished it before I did. <laughs> oh man, how do I even describe? It's like if if you took um, like Orson Welles doing the day, whatever the Earth, War of the Worlds. That's what I was trying to think of. Not the day the Earth stood still. That's a different movie with Keanu Reeves. Anyway, <laughs> um, if you took like Orson Welles and you mix it with like the Eldritch horror of um, Lovecraft. Oh God. Yeah, Lovecraft, sorry, thank you, I'm floundering. Uh, can you tell I'm hungry? <laughs> um, and, uh, and and you just mix those two together with, like, a, a little hint of, like, weird audio from, like, if you were ever a kid and they put on tapes in the classroom to read um, to read stories to you, like, little short stories, and, like, they had that weird, like, that little click, and then the weird, like, analog, like, just the, the static, because, like, they spoke to shitty mics and the hums of it. It's that same. It's like all of those things combined to me, and I love it. It's it's just it's such a brilliant, brilliantly done, handled really well. Like the people who made it love it, and they care for how it sounds and how it feels, and it comes across. I think really well. I think yeah. Um, in King's Kitchen, we do love a little bit of analog, if it's yeah. not been made obvious yet. But um, yeah, it's it's lovely. It's amazing. It's like, there's not much you can say without spoiling it. Because yeah, that's still it's, mi- it's a mystery. It's a horror mystery at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so yeah, highly recommend. Would watch again. Have watched part one again. <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll be watching again because we'll I have to be listen to it again. again. Yeah, because I'm gonna have to listen to it before we do it. Jump in so I can be fresh. We're both gonna have to go through training montages of both Magnus <laughs> and comics in general. <laughs> well, comics are a little easier because I could just read those. <laughs> yeah, you have, have yeah, You can't listen to a podcast faster. <laughs> Unfortunately, no, I wish. <laughs> I mean, you could, but you would get nothing. Like, if you're not yeah. that kind of like the person who can access three percent of their brain, like I can't. Uh, you, you know, you would have to actually be sitting, staring at a wall in order to pay attention. If you had you it would, on a higher speed, you would have to become kingpin, which you won't get because you haven't seen Daredevil to understand that scene. Well, perhaps one. I know he ends up blinded at some point. <laughs> I think. Actually, did they do that in the show? Actually, don't spoil that. Uh, I might watch it eventually. <laughs> in the in the Daredevil show, I don't think so. Okay. Comics, in Hawkeye, yes. maybe, maybe. Oh, that's a tr- yeah, yeah. That is that is the scene where it happens in, in the comics. Sometimes family, they argue and disagree on things. Vanessa. Oh, you don't know who that is. Shit. Wait. <laughs> Vanessa. Was that a? Wait. I thought that was a. Um, that's his reference. uh <laughs> no that's his wife gregory um, gregory i found the key to roxy's room oh why did you do that i need you to vent gregory <laughs> gregory i am your friend <laughs> uh, get inside why, me now uh why though what? oh so good god god that game is bad though that game is so bad oh it's bad the star- i love the it's aesthetic a- it's amazing <laughs> The aesthetic is great, but the oh, it's, oh yeah, the game Nailed is it. a little yeah. bad, a little buggy, just a little bit. I will say though, <laughs> um, Roxy, if you're listening to this, I'm single. My friends don't drink Pepsi Cola. Don't want that stuff, that deadly soda. Blunts wrapped tight like store controller. Just puff past mics off, part is sober. Walk into the corner store, bucket full of cigarettes. Grab the cheapest one they got, nothing like living in debt. Counting my quarters, I need to get a drink. What you think? Do you hear it when I sing? My friends don't drink Dr. Pepper. Don't want those flavors all together. Just catch some. Some vibes, some perfect weather and blue.